Blog Talk Radio. home to who you really are, reflect on your past, release and forgive, receive peace, love and freedom, revealed is a journey into the depths of your soul, reveal your magnificence, reveal your truth, reveal your heart, Reveal your freedom. Reveal love. Reveal and heal. Reveal now. You know who you really are. Love Tribe, and welcome to Get Your Entire Life. I am Milani Shawnee, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and your host for tonight. Thank you so much for coming. So the intention for this show, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, is to remind you to love yourself by being yourself. This show is all about getting your entire life and whatever tools or information or inspiration you need to bring yourself fully present to the fact that you can have it all. If you want to reach out to me while we're on the show, you can uh, email me at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. This is definitely an interactive show, so those of you who clicked in, you can also call in and share your views and thoughts at 657-383-0698. So it has been a long, 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 long week. I don't know about you all, but... It's been crazy around here. It's a lot of things going on, a lot of planetary influences and things happening in the universe. And so it's been um, high anxiety, high, um, and high, you know, it's been high anxiety and high love and high lows and um, a lot going on around me as well as in my life. And I'm sure all of you have experienced the same thing. And I hope you're still pushing through whatever storms you're going through, whatever's happening in your life, whatever anxiety and pressure or love or patience or whatever you're needing to exhibit in order to get through this time. I hope that you're doing that. So tonight, um, our our theme for tonight, this is the uh, fourth Monday in the month, is Self-Love and Relationships Uncensored with Melania Michael. And tonight we're talking about um, love is is love a choice, a commitment, or an opportunity for change? I thought this was a very powerful topic for tonight, being that all that we're dealing with 
and really talking about how to make great choices or good choices or or is love really a choice or is love really a commitment or is it just an opportunity for us all to change? So I think it's a powerful um, conversation for us to be having at this time when people are pushing through and moving through and purging through the old stuff in the past, getting ready to become who we were born to be. So I'm excited for this topic tonight. I'm also excited that my friend Michael is joining us tonight. It's always good to have him here on the show to give a male perspective, a masculine perspective to um, to, to the feminine perspective that I have. So um, he will be joining us a little bit later. Michael is, um, as you said last time, he came a retired firefighter and shaman, just a beautiful man. Um, who has some really beautiful thoughts to share with us on different topics that we're talking about when it comes to relationships, love, self-love and relationships. So as always, we have our beautiful Kari Amber Shawnee, who is giving us our reflection questions for tonight. And tonight she asks us to reflect on these things. How do you define love? How does this definition impact your relationships? Do you move through relationships challenges with choices that are based in self-love? And if so, where's your proof of life? What aspects of love are you committed to? Are you committed to companionship? Are you committed to teamwork? Or are you just committed to validation? And have you ever changed yourself to make a relationship work? And did these changes work for you or against you? So these are the, uh, the questions that um, my beautiful personal assistant, Kari Amber, is asking us to reflect on tonight. And we're going to talk a little bit about these questions as well as some other questions for conversation we have. And also, I want to take um, a, a couple of pages out of the book, The Four Agreements, which, as you all know, if you listen to the show, I love this book by Don Miguel Ruiz. I think it's a very powerful and wise book. And so tonight we're going to use the um, four agreement cards and we're just looking at the cards that talk about don't take anything personally because I thought that was really, really important for us to talk about tonight because I've had some serious experiences going on with me for the last three weeks and I have definitely taken it personal. So I'm reminding myself not to take anything personally and also Love Tribe reminding you as well. In this time that we're in where, you know, there's so much going on and really just everything is going on for us to be able to purge all those those things that are no longer in alignment with us so that we can get into alignment with ourselves and really live out our best life here on earth. That's what it's all about, purging the past, letting go of domestication and of conditioning and really being able to authenticate yourself in this lifetime. So that's really where we are right now. So the, all the conversations that we're ha- having here is all about getting your entire life, loving yourself so much that you are not afraid to be yourself 100%. And that's what it's all about. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about love and, and what is it? You know, what is love? Is it really a choice? Some people say love is a choice. Some people say it's commitment. Some people say it's, it's an opportunity for growth and change. So tonight we're hoping to give you some insight on that and to open, uh, we're going to open up our minds a little bit and expand ourselves and um, elevate and, and give you an elevated view 
of this self-love and relationship discussion and, and hopefully catapult ourselves into growth and healing. So as always, before we begin, we want to take a couple of deep breaths to ground ourselves. So if you can, I'm just going to ask you to find a space within your space to um, gaze at. So you're not going to necessarily close your eyes, but you're just going to find a space that you can just do a soft gaze and just look at softly. And then you're going to just take, we're going to take seven deep breaths. And what we're going to do is breathe in and out of the mouth for releasing breaths. So seven deep breaths in and out of the mouth. So breathe with me. So as you were taking your deep seven deep breaths and and gazing, I hope that you allowed your body to relax. I could feel my shoulders relax, and I could feel the muscles in my in my back relax. I was a little bit tense, and so when I started breathing, I started relaxing. So if you don't feel relaxed, and your body doesn't feel relaxed, and in order to feel this, you got to come fully present. So come fully present with your body. And just go through and do a quick scan and see if there's any tense places there. If so, if you could take seven more deep breaths, breathe into those places, and give your body permission to let go and to relax and to be free during this time that we're together so that you can um, integrate with whatever you need to integrate with, whatever's in your spirit, and whatever you don't need, your spirit will release and let go of. So I want to um, give you an inspirational thought, as I always do, um, and I want to read this from thepowerpath.com. So every month, at the beginning of the month, we read thepowerpath.com, and this month it was about commitment. So I've already read to you the beginning of the Power Path, but today I want to talk to you about um, what Lena said about relationships in the Power Path. So I think it's, it's, it's really good and wise what she talked about and uh, Michael and I are going to expand on this as we go through the um, experience tonight. So Lena says, this is from thepowerpath.com is the website, thepowerpath.com. And Lena is actually the uh, writer and author of the, uh, the Power Path uh, theme for the month. And this comes from that. Um, this is about relationships. The lessons this month will come around relationships. The idea of commitment in relationships is a tricky one. We tend to think of commitment as a contract for loyalty no matter what. Commitment in relationship needs to be examined more carefully to include things like good communication, telling the truth, not taking things personally, honoring the need of another, whether you can provide those for them or not, honoring your own needs, taking responsibility for differences in growth, staying away from blame, and being adaptable to change situations. The most important relationship this month is your relationship to yourself. What is your commitment to your health, 
to your growth, to being in relationship with others in a way that serves you, to living well, to always doing your best. It is a great time to evaluate where you are in any relationship and to make some commitments that make sense. It is never a good idea to stay in a relationship that does not serve you because you don't know what else to do or just want a placeholder before something better comes around or you are afraid of what others may think, or you are dependent on them in some way. All of this is disempowering, and this month you have the opportunity to make a more powerful choice as a commitment to yourself. If you are staying in any situation that disempowers you, you have these words, you have the words when and if when you contemplate a change. Those are backdoor words and not considered by the universe to show true intention. Take a risk, and you will be rewarded. So I love this um, um, article, and it's just a really brief article, but it's power-packed with gems. One of my biggest, one of the biggest gems that I got from this is it says we tend to think of commitment as a contract for loyalty no matter what. <laughs> you know, I, I so agree with this because a lot of times people think that um, if you're in a relationship, they don't have to put forth any effort There's, except for what they think they want to do. We talked about this a little bit when we talked about at our uh, last level relationships, we talked about the love languages, and we talked about getting familiar with your partner's love languages because some people will just do what they think is, you know, the best thing or do what they think is right and not really take the time out to get present to what their partner really loves and likes and really honor that. And not that you can do all of that or you should be doing all of that, but really not just being in your own head about what's best for another person, but being open to communicate. Because one of the things she says is that commitment in relationships needs to be examined more carefully to include things like communication. Communication is key. It's very, very important. And, you know, we've gotten sometimes um, we get – um, where we take things very personally, offensively, when people are just trying to express to us what they need and, and what they would like. And I think it's so important that we're open to that. Um, also, telling the truth, that's really important because sometimes people say, you know, well, I don't want to tell the truth because I don't want to hurt your feelings. And sometimes that may be true and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just the fact that people don't want to be confronted so they don't want to be confronted if they tell you the truth and they know that you're going to confront them or they feel like they're, you know, they're going to be um, you're going to be aggressive towards them or uh, check them on their stuff. That's a lot of times why people don't want to tell the truth. The next thing she said is not taking things personally, which we'll talk about tonight. We'll talk a little bit about what that looks like and what taking things personally can do. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says it's poison to you when you take things personally. And then the other thing is honoring the needs of another, whether you can provide those needs for the person or not. Honoring the needs does not necessarily mean you're providing the needs. It's just honoring that, just not judging a person based on what they need, what they want, but being in acceptance of who a person is and what's important to them. And then honoring your own needs is really important. So we have to make sure that we're balanced in honoring our needs and honoring other people's needs. It's very important that we practice generosity and reciprocity when we're in a relationship. It's not something that we've learned. 
you know, especially in our community. It's like, oh, give, 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 give. But the thing is, is that if you're giving and you're not receiving, you're going to be out of balance and it's going to be a problem and cause a challenge. And so you always want to make sure that you have generosity and reciprocity working when you have your relationship. And we're not just talking about love relationships or intimate relationships. We're talking about all relationships, specifically the relationship you have with yourself. And then taking responsibility for differences in growth. That's really, truly important. Because if you're going to be in a long-term relationship with somebody, then you want to make sure that you leave room for growth. People grow. People change. A person who you are with when you're 30 and when they get 40 is going to be totally different. When they get 50, they're going to be even more different. And so honoring those differences and accepting those differences are really, really important. And the next thing she says is staying away from the blame. I was talking tonight about that, about blame. It's like, you know, no blaming. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame the other person. Just be clear on, you know, the fact that um, no one's to blame here. I told my client today, I said, move from blame to change, right? So every time you want to blame yourself or blame someone else, just look at, look at how can I shift this. Get curious about how you can change the situation, rather than blaming the, uh, blaming other people or blaming yourself. So it, you know it's really like draining and a, a waste of energy to blame yourself or other people for something that's going on. Just how can I shift it? You know, if you feel somebody hurt your feelings, it's like okay, how can I shift this? How can I heal this? What is it inside of me that I need to heal? so that you're not just sitting in that energy. And then the last thing she talks about is being adaptable to changing situations. We know the world is changing every day, and people are changing right along with the world. And so if the world is changing, you're changing. It's so important that you're adaptable to changing situations and changing relationships. This 2019 is not the time to be set in your way and not accepting change inside of yourself and others. It's so important that you understand that we're moving into a year of 2020 vision. And so 2020 vision is all about being in focus, like you're perfecting your vision and how you're seeing things. And so change is going to be, uh, being able to adapt to change is going to be key in moving forward. So I love those, and I just wanted to highlight those things because a lot of people feel like you can just run amok, especially when you get into a relationship you're deep in and you feel like somebody really cares about you. You feel like you can just run amok and do whatever you want to do, and that really breaks down relationships, and it breaks it down over time. And then when a person is done and they're out, a person is looking at them like, uh, what happened? You know, but you've been breaking down the relationship. The relationship has been breaking itself down the whole time as we have been ignoring situations or ignoring um, um, people and their needs and not really being present and not taking care of ourselves, not being in generosity and reciprocity, not telling the truth. You know, so all of these things contribute to the breakdown of relationships. So it may take the relationship 10 years to break down, but every year, you know, there's something happening that's not being dealt with, that's not being taken care of, that's not being nurtured, that's breaking it down. And people have to realize, just like you plant your flowers, if you're a gardener, you plant flowers, you plant food, if you don't water it, it's not going to grow. A relationship is no different. 
If you don't water it, it's not going to grow, period. If you don't nurture it, give it time, spend time with it. Same thing when you go to school, you have to study, you have to take tests. Same thing in a relationship. You have to study your partner. You have to understand your partner if this thing is going to really grow. And people who don't have the time or energy to do that, you won't find yourself in a healthy, whole relationship. So I hope that that helped you out a little bit and um, you can see yourself differently as you move into self-love and relationships. And so we're going to jump into our topic, and I'm also going to bring um, Michael on. But before we do that, we're going to just play one of my favorite songs, which is He Loves Me by Jill Scott. And then when we come back, we're going to bring my friend Michael on and see what his take is on our topic tonight. Again, you're listening to Get Your Entire Life. I am Alana Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, your host for tonight. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Get Your Entire Life, Love Yourself by Being Yourself. I am Alani Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and we are, uh, tonight our topic is, is love a choice, a commitment, or an opportunity for change? And we're going to bring on our special um, guest co-host, Michael. So, uh, Love Tribes, please send Michael some love as we bring him forward. And welcome to those of you who just joined us. Michael, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hey, hear me? how are you tonight, love? Yes, I can hear you. Good, good. You doing good? Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. So what do you think about our topic tonight? Is love a choice, a commitment, or an opportunity for change? <laughs> it's all three. It's all three <laughs> ah. And, and uh, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of different, the Greeks had like 20, 30 different words for love. You know, there's different types of love. Wow. There's the, you know, love that you have for a brother and love that you, you know, have for your mother and erotic love. And so it's all different types of love. Uh, and I think we get them confused. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem, <laughs> that's where the problems mm-hmm. come in. Okay. Okay. So what what do you think is the confusion? Like, what do you think we get confused the most? Uh, we, uh, you touched on a little bit where we we don't want to hurt people's feelings, uh, mm-hmm. so we we don't make it clear what we're looking for. Or sometimes we don't want our mm-hmm. own feelings hurt, or we want our needs met, mm-hmm. uh, so we won't tell people what it really is that we're looking for. And it can, can mess up people's lives. Yeah. Waste time. Do you think? Mhm. Absolutely. Do you think we um, settle a lot? Um. I think we do, but I think a, a lot of times it's unintentional. Um. Mm. You know, it sometimes has to do with self-esteem, and and sometimes, and more often than not, we don't know what we want. So. We don't even realize we're settling because we don't know what we want. Mm-hmm. I don't even like 
<laughs> use the word settle because it, it makes it seem like someone's of lesser value, which is not the case. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Well, when I say settle, I mean settle for something that we don't want. Where we just like, okay, right. this is here. I know it's not in alignment with me, but it's here. Or he's here, or right. she's here, or they're here, or the place is here. And so I'm just going to settle because it could be a job or something. You know, it could be a job that we really don't want and we're not in alignment with. But sometimes we'll settle just because, okay, we just need a job. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I understand that. Yeah. So, um, so in alignment with our theme tonight, I really wanted to – I have – 10 questions and I have 12 cards. So I was thinking that we could kind of tag team on the questions and the cards so I could say, Michael, pick a number between 1 and 10. What number would you pick? And then I'll do the questions. Or if I say pick a number between 1 and 12 and you pick a number, then I'll pick a card. How does that feel? Sure. Okay. So let's do it. So number between 1 and 10. Uh, 7. Okay, so our number seven question is, are you committed to taking care of others or taking care of yourself, and whichever one, is it working for you? So these are questions that I want both of us to answer for ourselves and then also answer in our perspective and how we see others. So you want to go first? Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't mind if you don't mind while, okay. while it's fresh. Um, okay. So in the past, it's been uh, taking care of others. Uh, I, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. working on it, but I think that uh, you know it was a, certainly a self-esteem issue, and uh, it didn't work. Um, I mean, not to say that I, I didn't receive love in return, but um, you know, it's sort of a twofold thing. One, I I wasn't sure that I deserved it. So I couldn't appreciate mm. it when I did get it. Mm. Wow. But, you know, if you don't, uh, this is something you used to say about people will treat you the way you train them to treat you. Or I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly how yeah. you said it. But, yeah, you train um, people how to treat you. Yeah, definitely. But you'll have, you know, even people that they do care about you, they won't treat you the way you deserve to be treated because you've allowed them to treat you a certain way. Yeah, yeah. You know, you they, teach people how to treat that you. Don't, you know, <laughs> right? Mhm. What were you gonna say? It's not so, that they don't. No, I was just saying that. that uh, you know, if you allow someone to, or or so you continue to do something, let's say it's driving somebody to work or, or whatever it is. And uh, you, so you, and you build up this resentment because you don't want to do it every day, but you mm-hmm. never say anything. And so you, this person right. doesn't realize that they're, you know, maybe taking advantage because you, you didn't, you never told them how you felt. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the things that, and then I think because for me, 
I've been really working to balance myself out because mine was definitely used to be taking care of others. And then I went to taking care of myself. And now I'm really wanting to come to a balance um, in that. But what I've learned and since I've been taking care of myself is that a lot of times when you tell people, which is probably the reason why we don't, is when you tell people how you feel, it's like, you know, I can't take you to work every day or, you know, I can take care of the other day. If you can find another ride, then it's like offensive. Like it's what what Lena said in the uh, power path talking about, you know, it's some type of loyalty no matter what that you have to do things to your detriment um, to make sure that other people are happy that you're in a relationship with. And the truth of the matter is is that that's not a healthy relationship with yourself or with the other person when you're doing things to your detriment or when you're really doing things you don't want, and that's not the truth. Like, you're not really telling the truth. You're lying to somebody if you're doing something that you really don't want to do and you're showing up for it anyway. And so the thing for me is that I've really been working to stay in integrity with myself and to stay in integrity with others in in really doing what I say and then doing what I really feel is authentic for me. And if it's not authentic, because what happens is if we're not acting authentically and we're doing that on a regular basis, it becomes habit. And so before we know it, we're out here faking it so we make it, and we never make it because we're faking it. And so for me, right. it's like sometimes when you get into doing stuff and it's not authentic, you get you get out of control with it, and then next thing you do, you know, you wake up like, how did I get here? You know, and so for me, it's better to be authentic and to be honest than to just go along to get along. So taking care of others never worked for me. Taking care of myself definitely works for me. And one of the things I realized lately is that the more I take care of myself, the more others benefit, which has been very powerful for me. Seeing people actually benefit and get, you know, uh, transformed and empowered just by me being myself and just taking care of myself. So that's been a very powerful experience for me as well. Anything else you want to add to that question before we move on? Great answer. Uh, no, number move. Okay, so pick a number between one and twelve. Five. Okay, so we're going to pull out the fifth card in Don Miguel Ruiz's um, "Don't Take Anything Personally" card deck, and it says, "Your truth is personal to you." Your own opinions and point of view reflect your own agreement and are personal to you. It is no one's truth but your own. So what's your take on that? Uh, you know me, I, I struggle with that one. Um, mm. And I, under, I understand where uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, I understand the perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Uh but I, I, there are some things I suppose I'd like to believe are they're either true or they're not true. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's a that's a tough one <laughs> because uh, for me, for me, it's a tough one. Yeah, because it's you yeah. know certainly a matter of perspective for some people. Um, yeah, I think that the, the truth should be based on at least some sort of agreed upon facts, you know. 
Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we live in a society where we're lied to on a daily basis. Um, yeah. And from a variety of media and, uh, you know, so, you know, I like to think somewhere there is a rock bottom, you know, truth. But, uh, you know, I understand from uh, from from a spiritual or a uh, quantum uh, type of perspective, yeah, there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different truths out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, I, I mean, the lady that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, you go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? No, I was just relating that to to love. You know, um, we all have a different perspective. You know, as you, as you touched upon, you know, relationships ends and people are scratching their heads because they're saying, "Well, I I did love them," you know, and I thought yeah. I was expressing it, but we have these different expectations and different perspectives and and uh and so it can just be mystifying because you think you did everything that that person wanted and you know maybe you didn't even hear what they wanted maybe you didn't even understand what they were trying to say or, you know yeah yeah i think that's what i was talking about earlier like really checking in and getting present because because, again, you know, when we're out here faking it till we make it, we're not really even present. So it, we, we can't even tune in, you know, to a person because we're afraid to get activated. We're afraid to be affectionate. We're afraid to speak our truth. It, everything we're afraid of. So how can we possibly know what a person wants? You know, how can we possibly know how to really connect with a person on an authentic level if we're afraid of everything? Right, because we're being driven mm-hmm. by fear, not love. Right, so we no. can't call fear right. love. That's it's not love. That's fear. So it, it you know, and fear and love can't exist in the same place. So if you're afraid of me, can you really love me? If you're afraid of affection, if you're afraid of relationship, if you're afraid to get hurt. Are you ever going to really be fully present, or are you going to be guarded? You know, so that's really my whole thing about love and relationships, whether it's intimate, it could be family, it could be whatever relationship you're in, siblings, whatever, whatever relationship you're in, if you want to have an authentic exchange, an authentic connection, you know, you got to go fear or at least be willing to do it afraid. And that's what I tell my clients. Like, I, I'm not um, bored of fear. Like, there's all kinds of fears in me, but I do it afraid because I don't want to be faking it. I want to be authentic, as authentic as I can be. And that's my entire intention for my life is to be more of me every day. And so with this one, for me, I I do believe that my truth is my truth. Like, I, I don't impose my truth on others. Like, it comes through very powerfully because I believe it very powerfully. But I'm not trying to force you to believe it. I'm going to give it to you, you know, and what you do with it is what you do with it. Right? But And then I believe the same thing. Other people's truths are their truths. 
Like, I can't, I don't know what reference there is, even with facts, because sometimes with facts, it's fiction, and we've learned that. Like, some things we think have been scientifically proven have been unproven, you know? And so for me, you know, I don't know if there are any hardcore truths, but I I work not to really stay stuck on certain things because I want to be able to evolve and grow. And I feel like if we're stuck on one thing, oh, this is the truth, then how do we evolve from that? How do we elevate if we're stuck on one, this is the truth? Or how do we, how are you even in a relationship with a person and you only have one truth, this is the truth, and so they're telling you, well, that's not my truth. How can you even be present with them and try to strike a compromise or, you know, work together? to be more intentional. And so for me, I believe that 100%. I believe my truth is my truth, and I really believe in my truth until I don't, until I get elevated and evolve beyond into another truth, and I believe other people's truths are their truth. And I feel like we need to honor that for each other. Like everybody needs to honor wherever a person is, but know where you are. Because some people may be at a different truth than you. You may be at a different truth than them. So be clear where you are, accept where you are, and make sure that you're not trying to um, overextend yourself to be where someone else is if you're not there, and vice versa. Like you're not covering your light or covering yourself trying to be where someone is. Just be you. And then you'll attract vibrationally those people who are in alignment with you. And so that's really what what I believe in regard to that question is, like, my truth is my truth. I'm not, you know, I'm not making it the truth for everybody in the world. And all this stuff that's out here in the world, it's a lot of stuff out here, especially now we have the Internet. It's so much stuff out here now that, that says it's the truth. And so we just have to know what resonates with us and be very clear about who we are because really at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's like, who are you? And how are you moving and having your being? And so that's how I look at it. Michael, anything? Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's the only way you really can look at it. And I'm past the point of trying to push my my truth on other people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a time in my life, and I'm sure I told you this, when, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago when I was preaching on street corners, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. trying to push it, you know, trying to push the truth, you know, or that yeah. my truth at that particular time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything's a bridge to where you're trying to go, but I, I wish I could go back in time on on that one. But, uh, but you I, know, what would um, you do differently? That's interesting. What would you do differently now? Oh, it would be more than just the preaching. But if I could go back, I would have yeah. delved more. I, I I wish that I would have not been so much into the need for somebody to tell me what the truth was when I could mm. have started the search back then, you know, um, mm-hmm. I just, but, you know, it was, I was in the military. Um, I was yeah. living on base. I wanted a community. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, away from my family and the church provided community, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you've been there before, you know, 
Um, oh yeah, yeah where the community right mm-hmm. you know the community is more important than the truth um yeah you so you know i I might beat myself up too much, I just um I wish I hadn't beat other people up so much, you know <laughs> oh, okay, so, you beating them over the head with the Bible, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all been there. I've definitely been there too. Um, you know, just not really realizing what 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 I was doing, you know, and that's why I think I'm 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 so liberal now in the space of what the truth is because I don't want to be beating people over the head because now what 20 years later we know different. So I don't want to be, you know, beating people over the head with something right now and then 20 years later I'm totally on something different. <laughs> you know. So everybody has a choice as to how they're moving and what they're believing and what resonates. And for me, even when I do, when I teach, you know, I want people, um, you know, um, who are, and I call my students co-creators because I want people who resonate with the message. You know, we're all resonating with this message and this message is coming through all of us who are all of the people who come forward um, to have the experience with me. And to have the journey with me, how it comes through me. And I really have a strong belief in that, that everybody has a mission and everybody has people that are going to resonate with that mission and and ideas and thoughts and downloads that come through them. And so being authentic gets you in the vicinity with the right people, those people who resonate with your message. And so you're not not beating people over the head with it. (laughs) You know, it's their truth, too. And so it's a great thing to build community in that way. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, good. So, okay, we're going back now. So we're going back to our question. So um, pick a number between 1 and 10, and you've already done seven. Eight. Eight. Eight says, how do you react to changing dynamics in a relationship? Are you adaptable? Good question. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've, I think I've been pretty, um, I've been all over the map with that one because sometimes I don't realize things are changing. And then other times I'm hypersensitive and, you know, it can change by a fraction and I'm, you know, I, I recognize it. So. <laughs> so you're I mean, saying yeah, that I, I need an example or something That was kind of Okay uh, so, so changing dynamics in a relationship So say for instance You're in a relationship with, with somebody Say for instance back in the day When you're in a church And the person may um, now want to leave the church You're still into the church And the person want to leave the church How are you able to adapt to this person Making that move So kind of like that are you able to adapt? I, wow. I think even the old me or younger me would have been able to adapt um, to that. I mean, I've seen it. I saw it within the church back then. You know, people had had enough, and, you know, one partner come to church and the other partner be at home. 
I'm sure it wasn't easy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, these things, nothing stays the same forever. So I'm sure at some point something shifted. And, uh, you know, because that's a, that's a big uh, tentpole for a lot of relationships is religion. So, um, or it should Absolutely. be spirituality, but, but you know what I mean. Um, Absolutely. So I'm going to play the so, angel's advocate because yeah. I'm definitely not a devil's advocate. Um, <laughs> what what about her sex? Let's go to the other extreme. Like if a person wants to shift how they are having sex or how or they want to do something different or be something different, because this is a challenge. Um, sometimes I found it, and uh, some of my girlfriends find it a challenge when we're going to talk to men about wanting to change or wanting to do something different or not really being um, and, and we're not really talking saying that we're not satisfied but just saying that you know that's nice what you're doing but can we try something different I would love to hear your perspective on that are you adaptable in that place I mean I am now when I was younger I would have had all sorts of internal questions like you know what am I doing wrong or you know, mm-hmm. where'd you get that mm-hmm. from? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. you know. Who you been dealing uh, with? Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's a that's a, a, a big question because it's, yeah, man, it's, it's so, un, it's important, um, but we just, a lot of this, you know, even in the relationships and, and the communication and the sex and, and what we consider as, as love is, is uh, you, you know, you want to be adaptable and you want to be open. Um, but mm-hmm. there's just so much fear in our culture. Um, there's so much fear and mistrust that even sex gets weaponized to a degree. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I know I'm open now, but back then I would have been maybe nervous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, externally, I think I'm good and adaptable. Um, I will, even if I don't want to adapt, um, I think that, well, it depends on the relationship. If it's a relationship, if it's a solid relationship, I'm definitely going to be more um, apt to adapt than if it's uh, kind of flaky. Um, but internally, a lot of times I'll have so much internal dialogue going on and so much, you know, so many emotions, especially when it comes to intimate relationships because I am really a love girl. Like I'm so, like I love love. It's so important to me. It's so beautiful to me. I'm very affectionate. But a lot of times, especially these days, people are very cold, and so it's difficult to be that because people, because it's been described as clingy, attached. I've heard my clients describe it in different ways, not necessarily me because I have a hold on it, but internally sometimes it just gets crazy, you know, trying to adapt to what I consider to be coldness, and that, that's my truth. 
with people who are not open or who uh, I perceive them as not open, I perceive them as not being affectionate, or if it gets too affectionate, then they're pulling back. So that I have a lot of internal dialogue. But usually I'm pretty good with handling it externally. I may say how I feel in the moment emotionally, and then I'll go internally and deal with it, try to heal it, and work through it. But I do still have a lot of internal dialogue around adapting um, a lot of times to the changing dynamics. Um, And that's why, for me, it's important for me to speak my truth up front because, you know, to be in a situation and not speak it up front and then I need to change something or say something and it just gets muddy, then I'd rather say it up front. And so if the person is not okay, then we can just not go deep with it in the first place or we can work through it and compromise. It depends on the person and if they're willing to do that. So, yeah, externally I think I adapt pretty well. Internally, oof, it's a lot going on in there. So um, anything else you want to say on that subject? You know, I would just say that, you know, we often forget, one, we don't talk enough when we first meet people. Uh, and yeah. we don't even have a framework, really, to, to ask the questions that we want to ask. Or, or that, I mean, that's <laughs> another show right there. What questions should you be asking <laughs> when you meet somebody? Um, mm, but, it, I mean, because yeah, that is a good show. So many cultures, you, you know, we have different cultures, uh, backgrounds, upbringing. You know, you don't know what somebody went through, you know. You ask somebody out right. for a drink and uh, – and their father was an alcoholic, you know, we just don't right. know, you know, and you just ask because there's something to do, you know, you may not even be that into, <laughs> you know, alcohol, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's just so many parameters and we need to be at least flexible in the beginning or, or I mean, not to be, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not to be disingenuous or, or and to not be authentic, but, we need to give people a chance just to, to see where they're coming from. Um, yeah. So. Good, good, good answer. Good observation. Okay. So we're on the cards again. Pick a number. Five. Uh, two. Okay. Two says, see other people as they are. When you see other people as they are without taking it personally, you can never be hurt by what they say or do. Even if others lie to you, it's okay. They are lying to you because they are afraid you will discover that they are not perfect. Ooh, that's a good one. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I I mean, yeah. You have to be able to recognize fear. Um, I, I was saying something the other day, and, and they were saying that the the loudest person in the room is the most afraid person, and that's. <laughs> wow. I, I, and I recognize that that's usually the case. You know, I've had bounced for a lot of years at this bar, and uh, that is usually the case. Interesting. So when you when it says see people for who they are without taking anything personally, you can never be hurt by what they say or do. How do you feel about that? 
Uh, that's like that's on. True. I think that's true unless you're an empath, then you know, you you're gonna soak up a little bit of that anyway. But mm-hmm. but you'll have a, a recovery perspective. Like you'll you'll realize, okay, this ain't me, this is them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll be able to deal with it a little bit better. I, I don't think you can go through this world and, and not be hurt. Um Mm-hmm. If you if you have compassion, and and pain isn't and, and that type of pain isn't always a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people out there. I mean, I'd rather feel that pain than be a sociopath. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want. I would want to be open. Sometimes pain is a gift. You know, that mm-hmm. that old saying about. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, love and, and lose and never love at all. I, I do identify with that. You know, I can be okay. grateful for the for the experience, so to speak. Um, but and I, do I don't you think feel like comp- Okay. Go ahead. No, I just don't I don't know that anything will completely protect you from feeling. Um, mm-hmm. but then that's me, you know, I could watch a, a trailer and get misty, so I, you know, I get in my feelings <laughs> sometimes, you know. But, uh, huh. Yes, get in your feelings and then ward them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way, you know, we do it a lot of times, you know. Yes, then we feel yeah. like, you know, some way for feeling a feeling and uh, some back and forth. Mm-hmm. Great. That was great. Um, So for me, I think seeing other people as they are is very important Um, and saying that you can never be hurt by them. I think that takes practice. I've been working on that for a very long time. I'm still practicing that. It's really um, knowing that no matter what happens, uh, or no matter what a person does or how they're being, it has nothing to do with me. Um, it has nothing to do with our relationship. It just has to do with the person and their belief systems and pathology and that type of thing. But sometimes when you're in the midst of the situation, because I'm like that, I'm, I'm such an emotional body, when you're in the midst of things, it's like it you feel that pain in your heart, and so you do feel like, oh, they did this to me. But in truth, it's like, in my truth, it's like nobody really ever does anything to you. People are just being themselves. And I think if we yeah. can remember that, you know, we could actually be uh, very balanced in our emotions. But because I think what you said earlier, Mike, is that, you know, sometimes we're, you know, we're showing our feelings and we're, um, I forgot what you said. There's something you said earlier, but it's just so important for us to know that, that you know, um, we're human and sometimes we're going to feel things and, and be subject to things. But um, for the most part, whatever somebody does, it, it really has nothing to do with us. And we have to remember that and stay with that. And um, and then we can be live very balanced lives, not perfect lives. But I always right. say to my um you know, to my assistant, Kari, it's like, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. 
So perfection is never our goal. It's to be, continue to progress. And so as long as you're progressing, you're good. And so practicing not taking things personally, the more you can practice that and remember that, the more balanced your life can be. Because even if you're highly emotional, if you're detached from what the person is doing, having anything to do with you or the relationship, just knowing that that person is reacting that way because that's their belief or system or their pathology, then you can stay balanced in your life. And it may even help the other person as you remain balanced and don't go into the blame. So I think for me that's, that's my perspective on that one. That's definitely something I'm still practicing now. Well, you know what, and I probably missed the point earlier, but, the, you know, we should never attach value to ourselves for the path of a relationship anyway. Or I mean, we can be hurt that it didn't go in a certain direction, but there shouldn't be any self-esteem type of value to it where, oh, this didn't work. So I messed up or they're messed up. Right. Um, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with that 100%. Um, but I think a lot of times we do, especially as women, it's the first thing we say when our relationships don't work is, what did I do or what's wrong with me? You know, why didn't you first choose thing you say, you know, what did y'all do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know this. But it, 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 you know, it's like, what do we do? But the truth of the matter is we didn't, you know, we didn't do anything. You know, it's, it's we were being ourselves if we were and um, or, or not. But whatever happens is not, you know, one or the other person's fault. It's a breakdown of a lot of the things that we talked about earlier when we read the article. Things break down when there's no communication, when there's no trust, when, you know, there's a lot of reasons. And so coming into a relationship as authentic as we can is 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 one is one of the first things we can do to create a healthy um whole relationship. Okay, so we have seven and eight knocked out for these questions. So pick a number between one and ten. Michael. Uh, nine. Nine says, What is your process mm-hmm. of acknowledging and embracing the growth opportunity? when faced with the relationship challenge. So what is your process um, when you have a challenge in a relationship and acknowledging and embracing the opportunity to grow? Like we know sometimes that's not the first place we go when we have a challenge. Like, oh, I'm going to grow from this. No. We go all over the map. But when you do finally get to the place where you're like, okay, this was really a teaching moment, what's your process to get there? I think I wish I had an example, but but so I I would think that because I haven't been all that successful with this, but I think when it hits me, you know, at some point I have to sit myself down and say, what's what's really going on here? What's going on? What's the situation? Why am I reacting in a in a certain way or feeling a certain way about it? Um, I'm trying to think of a good scenario, but I just, uh, 
yeah, I, I wish that I had had a lot of success in that in the past. I, I usually do uh, all that introspection after it's way past the point of growing or way past the point of, <laughs> of resolving the situation, you know. Uh, not that growth can't occur. It just maybe doesn't occur within the realm of that relationship. But um, Yeah. That's a really but, but, interesting yeah. point, too, because do we have to lose the relationship to grow? That's a good question. I think it just it all depends on how you learn throughout life and in, in any situation. And and that would be the, the important part of uh, knowing yourself, you know, before you start getting into out of relationships like that. Um the better you know yourself, the better the chance a relationship has of of, of growing. Because there's nothing more dangerous than a person that doesn't know what they want, you know, and both sides, what they want and what they need. It's just out there just swinging, yeah. hoping you find something that that makes you happy and which is a wrong viewpoint anyway, but um, that's what I think most of us do. You know, there'd be no bars if we, <laughs> if they if that wasn't happening. You know, right? No clubs, no bars. Everybody's out there hoping that they run into something they like. Yeah. And you're so just gonna attract somebody oh, else. You know, oh, you're just gonna attract yeah. the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I think that for my process, it's about uh, curiosity. You know, I try to get real curious, and sometimes I think I go into overthinking, like, oh, what happened to that? Why did I create this? What is the you know the mirror reflection here? Because I really do want to get it. Like I really like most of the time, relations break down with me. I don't want to deal with that again. Again, I don't want to go through that again. And so I'm always trying to see what, you know, what is in me that's attracting this, what is in me that's creating this. And sometimes it just is what it is. You know, sometimes it just breaks down because, you know, like you said earlier, you didn't ask the right questions in the beginning. You really don't know what the person wants or it's been a whole fake until you make it situation. Sometimes it just, it just is what it is. And so for me, the process is just is being able to identify those things. So if it's, uh, if it's you know, a growth situation where I should get curious and there's some movement that I need to do and some changes, or if it was just a situation that I didn't do enough due diligence on. You know, we have to learn how to identify what, what is it so that we don't put ourselves in this space of, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to you know, get this thing or I'm never going to do this or that or whatever, um, instead of putting ourselves there, it just, just let it go. It's like, okay, this situation, I didn't really know this person. I didn't really take the time to get to know the person. I assumed this. I assumed that. I didn't do the due diligence. So the growth in that is do your due diligence next time and then let it go, you know. And so I think sometimes we, we overthink it and sit up too long. I know I do a lot of times. So, it's just like, you know, identify what it is and keep it moving. And all of it is growth. Everything is growth. 
You know, whether you get it in the moment or you don't get it in the moment, every situation, every relationship is about growth. Or can be. All right, so. Huh? Yeah, can be. I said or can be because we we both, you know, we know, we all know people that, you know, 70 years old, never, still ain't get it. (laughs) Oh, well, that's what we're talking about tonight. It's about choice. Like, you can make the choice. I'm glad you said that because it's true. It's, It's a choice for growth because some people can choose to grow and some people can't. Some people don't. You know, some people just like, I'm never going to get it. I'm always going to blame the other person. It's always you, 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 or you. It's never me. It's never anything I did. It's never, you know, and so, you know, you're not going to, of course, you're not going to grow in those situations where it's always the other person. And so you sit in bitterness and resentment. And, you know, most people who do that are alone and, you know, and have a lot of health issues because you're going to internalize all of that. And it's going to cause some issues. So, yeah, great point. All right, so pick a number between 1 and 12. We already have 2 and 5. Um, 6. All right, number 6 says, release self-judgment. Even the opinions you have about yourself are not necessarily true. Therefore, you don't need to take whatever you hear in your own mind personally. Oh, that's a good one. Release self-judgment. What do you think about that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, is that, I mean, so if I do something wrong, I, I need to realize that I did something wrong. But I just don't yeah. want to dwell in that emotion. You know, I want to right. get the message and move on. Um, I mean, I don't want to throw guilt out the window and have this place just not, It's but it's a, a flashing light. It's not a steady mm-hmm. light, you know. It's, it's just mm-hmm. supposed to let you know, hey, that was messed up, and uh, and then you can move on. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Judgment, self-judgment is a tough one um, because I I always say if you don't say it, if you won't say it out loud, don't say it in your head. And that's really my practice on that. It's like if I'm not going to say it out loud, I, I'm going to work not to say it inside my head. You know, because we do have a lot of self-judgment. I think we're groomed to judge ourselves with all the stuff that we see on TV and everything. We we, we judge ourselves a lot. So um, my my commitment to myself is to work really hard not to be so judgmental um, of myself and of whatever's going on with me. And today is so funny because I was listening to this thing and it talked about um, – not allowing the opinions, like, I think it was, okay, let me get it right. It was like the biggest impact on you is not what other people say about you. It's what you say about you, what you think about you. That's the biggest impact that you have on yourself. So it's not about what other people are saying, but if you, and and Don Miguel says this in his 
don't take anything personally. He talks about if you take personally what people are saying, then you believe it. You're buying into it. It's like you're saying it's true. Absolutely. You know, so you don't yeah. want to take anything personally. Yeah, you we know, co-sign you don't other people's stuff yourself. all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. You so know, it should drive me crazy. Stuff, mm-hmm, take on their beliefs, take on what they're saying, then you believe it, then it becomes real in your life. You know, we, we say so many things to children, and, and sometimes we don't really mean it, but we really have to be careful with what we say. Um, you know, he's just a bad kid, you know. Uh, you're so forgetful. And you're so, you know, we just go on and on telling these kids things, and we're not helping them. We're just frustrated, so we fire off that shot, and then they're going to co-sign it internally, and it's going to mm-hmm. bear fruit later on in their lives. And, and uh, But, yeah, we, we you know, you will co-sign it. We, we, we really have to do an audit and, and make sure that we're not internalizing what people say about us. And we police our own internal thought process. So. Right. Um, Yes, absolutely. Ooh, okay. This is good. This is a good discussion. I think we're gonna do one more question, one more card. Um, so our questions we have uh pick it up between one and ten. We've already done seven, eight and nine. We do three. Okay, in relationships, do you make choices based on what you felt was missing from your childhood or previous relationships? Ooh, that's a good one. Do you think you make choices based on? Okay. Not consciously, but when you look it in hindsight. Oh, yeah, in hindsight, yeah. I can see it. Okay. Can you give me an example? Do you remember anything? Uh, yeah, I never had great self-esteem as a kid. Um, so I felt like, it, you know, there was always something I had to be extra in order to deserve, you know, love. So um, I had to spend more money or I had to always be willing to do this, that, or the other thing and go that extra mile. And it's not that I didn't want to help people or or it wasn't so much that I didn't want to do the things. It's just that I felt like I had to because I didn't have value if I didn't do those things or enough Mm. value. You know, I wasn't wasn't cool enough or or whatever, whatever, you know, the case might be. So I can mm-hmm. see, you know, I can look back and, and see many things that I did. It's like, you know, you don't have to do all that, you know. But, 
you know, you assign, sometimes we assign value. Uh, well, we shouldn't be assigning, everybody is valuable, and we should be grateful for, you know, the experience. But, um, you know, guys, and women do this too, I'm sure, have like a, a number rating system and they rate people and that's a terrible <laughs> thing because you're going to, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to do that in more ways than one, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're going to give yourself a number two and that's just as bad. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I have done that in the past. I don't know. If I if so much now, I definitely have done in the past. Um, you know, had made a lot of decisions based on my childhood. Like one of the things for me is I don't get like to be yelled at. Like I, it was a lot of yelling in my past and in my household. Mm. And so now it's just like don't yell at me. Like that that's just not even necessary. Um, so my whole thing is I, I just I can't do the yelling thing. You know, just yelling and screaming and hollering at me. Um, it just don't work. I can hear you, and we can talk about it, you know, in a way that's, you know, cordial. But you go to hollering and yelling, I think I'm still, uh, that's still in me. If you're yelling at me, or if you disrespecting me, or what I feel like is disrespectful, I, I'm not going to be uh, there for you. <laughs> I'm just, I can't, I can't. So that's But you know where the yelling yeah. comes from, right? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, yelling comes from, from fear. You know, I told you the other day I had to talk to my granddaughter. And, yeah. uh, you know, she had turned up, you know, missing for a minute. And uh, so when she strolled up, you know, I lost it. But And it was absolute because I was terrified because, you know, yeah, we discussed. You're not supposed to walk home from school. You're supposed to wait for your ride, you know. Yeah. And, uh so, and and I wonder, you know, if because you said in your household, you know, and I don't know what what form it took, but I just know, and 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 I'm not saying, you know, I was I was wrong to raise my voice, because uh, you know, I was, it was just, you know, I know she was terrified, but I was terrified, yeah. you know, so yeah, you know. So that's that was a really fear. great point, actually. Yeah, and that's love. a really great point. That's a really great point. Yeah, that's a really great uh, point. I, I didn't think about it that way. Huh? No, I, I, I'm mixing fear and love again. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way, and that that's very true. Um, I could definitely see that, um, and I guess it promotes fear in me too. So I think that's why I don't like it. I don't want to be in a relationship that's always promoting fear in me. Like, I know it's my choice to be afraid or not, but, you know, yelling for me promotes fear. Um, So that's very interesting. That's a very interesting viewpoint. Um, So I do want to do a couple more, but um, we have a caller. So I want to just take a a quick break, um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to open the phone line. So we have one caller on hold, and we'll go to the phone lines in a few minutes and take that caller. And if you like to call in, if you have a perspective or something that you want to say or share, 
about um, your relationships or about how you choose love, then you can call in at 657-383-0698. Phone lines will be open when we come back. Um, We'll be right back. You're listening to Get Your Entire Life, Love Yourself by Being Yourself with Milani Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and guest co-host Michael Manson. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so 
We are back. Thank you for joining us. Again, you are listening to Get Your Entire Life Radio Experience. Welcome back. Tonight our topic is, is love a choice, a commitment, or an opportunity for change? And we're here with our guest co-host, Michael, and we are just asking questions for conversation, and we're going through um, Don Miguel Ruiz's Don't Take Anything Personally card. So we've just been having a great conversation about um, relationships, and is it a choice? Is it a commitment? Is it an opportunity for change? So the phone lines are open, so if you have any questions, you can call in if you've clicked in at 657-383-0698. So before we go back to our questions, we have um, a caller. So oh, it's a caller. Hey, um, Amber is what she wants to be called now. Hey, Amber Shawnee, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Can you hear me? You can awesome. hear me yes. Yes, we can hear you. You're live on Get Your Entire Life. What's your question or comment tonight? Um, so my, I just have a comment, and it's that I really, really love this show, the way you and my husband going back and forth. It's really fluid and beautiful, and um, I really appreciate, like, the transparency is so powerful. And one thing that stuck out for me was when you were talking about um, so, tying self-esteem to relationships and how relationship dynamics change. Um, And I was thinking about that because I was thinking about, like, friendships that I'd had with different people um, and taking it personally how they ended instead of really looking at how and why they broke down, mostly from, you know, being inauthentic or um, not really – not really knowing what I wanted out of a friendship, not really knowing how to be a friend or support the other person and their needs. Um, and so when I look, about, look at it from that perspective, it makes it a lot easier for me to come up with solutions rather than be like, oh, you know, I have all these friendships that are so short-term. How can I make something really last long? Because then I feel like I go into creating some kind of solution that doesn't really work based on not understanding why it broke down in the first place. Mm-hmm. So what are you what are you taking away from the show tonight? I am taking away um I wanna say I can have my moment of personal of you know, maybe being emotionally affected by whatever has happened, but then going mm-hmm. to always going back to the choices and just thinking also about the foundation of a relationship, um, you know, authenticity and trust and integrity and all the different kind of stuff that you've been teaching me. So thinking about how have I been with those different aspects and have I been, you know, honoring them or how have I seen them in the relationship? And then next time building more on those and just paying attention to like the foundation of the relationship and not paying so much attention to, how I feel about it emotionally or how I feel like they treated me or, or that whole thing. Yeah, and brought up I want Michael to 
um, give any advice or anything that he sees on that. But I want to talk about emotional management because that's very important. Michael, you have any comments for uh, Amber? Uh, just, I mean, I thought that was was spot on. Really, you, you're going to have that moment of, of grief or, or, or you just don't dwell in it, you know. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you'll go on and you'll grow and you'll go on to other relationships and you'll realize that you learn something. You know, you won't make the mistake if it was a mistake, but you, you know, you'll learn from it and you'll be able to use it and move on. And then gratitude will set in because you'll realize that you needed that experience. Mm. Yeah, great. Great advice. Anything else, Amber? You good? Um, That's it. I just wanted to say thank you again for having this conversation. This is a really amazing show. Awesome. Thank you so much, love, for your support and for your question for calling in. God is blessing so let's talk about that, Michael. What do you think about um, emotional management? How important do you think that is? I think it's very important. <laughs> I think I can see everyday people that could use emotional management. But, uh, I mean, myself included, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying that anymore, I, I don't sweat a lot of the little stuff, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to, but it's, you know, emotional management is something that, that you have to, you have to be taught. I think we, we should try to teach it, you know, to our children and we don't, you know, but hopefully we'll get better at that because yeah. what we're teaching them is set up or I'll set you up, not how to actually <laughs> deal with the emotion. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, oh, by the way, if you call in, I see we have callers. If you call in, um, press 1 so we'll know you have a question. You'll need to press 1 so you can come up um, in a queue. Um, so, yeah, I think that emotional management is key because I heard Tony Robbins say at one time, and I always say this, that he his business didn't grow until he learned how to emo- manage his emotions. I think a lot of times our emotions are out of control, and we will tear down our whole ship, emo- having an emotional outburst. And then when the, when we finish, we're looking back at the wreckage, like, what happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's wow. like I think it's very important, and I think that's why my internal dialogue is so potent because I really want to make sure that I'm not making too emotional of decisions but I'm really making decisions that are in alignment with me and in alignment with everyone else's situation and not just being emotional and making emotional decisions. Because I know even in business and relationships, sometimes you have to put that, you know, um, not put it aside, but process it. Because a lot of times people will suppress their emotions and that's just, you know, a blow up waiting to happen, a ticking time bomb. So you don't want to suppress your emotions. You want to process your emotions, which usually can happen for me through communication. Some people process their emotions through writing, through working out. Everybody has a different way that they process. For me, I need to talk. That's my thing, get it out, talk about it, process it that way, get it clear in my head what what the clarity of it is. 
So that's how I get clarity is speaking the voice. And so finding out how you get emotional clarity and, and what's the best way for you to manage your emotions is really what's going to help you um, to be on the right track as far as managing. So that's my take on managing emotions. Anything else on that, Michael, on managing emotions? Uh, no, I think you covered it. Okay, awesome. So picking up between 1 and 12, we've already done 2 and 5. 11. Okay. So number 11 says, become immune to poison. The whole world can gossip about you, and if you don't take it personally, you are immune. Immunity to poison in the middle of hell is the gift of the second agreement. Wow. Immunity to poison in the middle of hell is a gift. Hmm. What do you think about that, Michael? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it is a gift. If you got it, you know, I mean, you can, uh, you know, maybe – the one good thing about Facebook is it's just such a, a a lesson. I mean, you can see where people are emotionally and, and, and see these back and forth, uh, you know, unfortunately, well, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately. And uh, there are not too many people out there that are immune to poison. Um, yeah. It doesn't take yeah, much to set people off on a rant. Uh, so... Yeah. Ooh, being immune to poison. You know, it's so interesting to think about taking things personally as poison. Like, it literally is poison when you take things from outside of you personally. It, it weighs heavy on you, and it does feel like it's, you know, making you ill, mentally ill, emotionally ill. So that's pretty powerful that immunity to that immunity to taking things personally you know because a lot of times taking things personally can be hell and so it's like if you can have immunity to that then it's a gift it's like you literally can be immune to people gossiping or talking about you or whatever's going on that you're taking personally if you can build uh, your immunity up your emotional immunity up strong enough to be able to move through that, it's a gift. So I think that's powerful. Um, I definitely feel like I have some practice to do in that area. I think I've gotten really good at um, emotional immunity as far as my business is concerned. I used to be extremely emotional in my business, and it cost me. And so I think I've learned that I think I'm still about 60 70% as far as my personal life, still working towards that 100% of building up that emotional immunity. But thinking about it as poisoning the system is a powerful way to really get yourself on point um, with, you know, with not taking things personal. It's really thinking, like, if I take this personally, it's going to poison my emotional immune system. And I don't want my emotional immune system poison. So I'm not going to take this personally. I'm going to let this go. And no, this is not about me. So that was a good one. I want to do another card, Michael. Let's do another card. So pick a number between okay. 1 and 12 besides 2, 5, and 12. 
the number uh, between one and twelve. One, one. I didn't pick one. One. Okay. Ignore the opinions of others. Whatever people do, feel, think, or say, don't take it personally. Others are going to have their own opinions according to their belief system. So whatever they think about you is not about you, but it's about them. I think we talked about that a lot. So let's pick another one. So we got one. So you have three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've already picked those? No, you didn't pick those. Oh, okay, four. Okay, four. Everyone lives in their own dream. All people live in their own dream in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one we live in. Huh, that's interesting. What do you think about that, Michael? Everyone lives in their own dream. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's people that run around here and they, you know, they think they're supermodels and we all think different. But, <laughs> but I mean, but that's okay, you know. I'm, I'm probably it with those okay. people, you know I mean? Uh, because it, I mean it's all yes, a matter of, of perspective You know I mean mm. There's somebody out there for everybody It's vibrationally yeah. Somebody's going to match your vibration And uh, You know we're too wrapped up in, in pleasing everybody at once We want to be popular To everybody And it's just not going to happen yeah. Right 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 Yeah that's true I think it's so true. So it's important, to, does. you know. Oh, okay, go ahead. So it's important. I would, to, to not build a hell for yourself, to be happy where you are, Ooh. you know. Mm, don't build a hell for yourself. Ooh, what would that look like, Michael, a hell for yourself? Oh, uh, where nobody likes you, everybody, mm. you know, everybody's cheated on you and you know, you ain't got one scrap mm. of evidence, but you that's what you that's what you believe. <laughs> you know? That's what you say in your head. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we tell each other the craziest things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And or we tell mm-hmm. ourselves these things, you know. And a lot of them are scraps of what our parents and friends and enemies, you know, we you know, we believe everybody. And won't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone lives in their own dream. For me, is that that's so true. Like everybody has. It's either like I. I think what Michael said is true. It's either a nightmare or it's a dream. Like it's a lovely dream. So when I think of dreams, I think of lovely dreams, like wonderful dreams of, you know, clouds and angels and beautiful everything. Um, and when I think of a nightmare, it's like, oh. And some people are really living in their own nightmare. Like, they're creating it for themselves. Like, this is the nightmare, and you're not going to make me come out of it. You're doing something to me just like everybody else has done to me in my entire life. And, you know, I'm going to stay with that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's my badge, and I'm going to wear it all around the world. And so for me, it's like recreating the dream. Like if if I've been through a nightmare situation, then my whole thing is to wake up 
and recreate it, you know, to be something different, to be what I really desire. So it's like not living in that same, you know, thing because that's if I have the same nightmare two nights in a row, when I go to bed the third night, I'm going to go to bed totally different. Like I'm going to put on some lovely music. I'm going to meditate beforehand. I'm going to burn some incense. I'm going to take a thought bath. I'm going to do something that is going to not have me <laughs> have that nightmare again. You know, I want to do something different to create a different outcome. So for me, that's my dream. That's the dream that I live in is to do something different to create a different outcome. So that that's where I am. So great. Okay, so we're going to do one last question. And then we're going to wrap it up. So we'll we'll go to our let's go to our reflection questions. Pick one of those. So Michael, pick a number between 1 and 4. 2. 2. Do you move through relationship challenges with choices that are based in self-love? If so, what would be your proof Ooh, of life? <laughs> okay, so do you move through relationship challenges with choices that are based in self-love? Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, Michael? No. Oh, Not, I'm, I'm wow. working towards that. <laughs> I'm, I'm working towards that. I'm not saying that I haven't uh, made choices that involved, you know, loving myself. I'm just saying that hasn't been the overarching thing. Yeah. I'm working towards that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you for being honest. Um, For me, do I move through um, challenges and stuff love? I think sometimes, I, I think mine is 50-50. I think it depends on how emotional I get. Sometimes if I'm deep in the emotion, I may not love myself initially. But then, I mean, you know, show myself some love initially. But I think, you know, once I process everything, that's all I'm going to do is shower myself in love. You know, I think that for me, the initial shock of something may throw me off a little bit, um, and, you know, I have to always come back, pull myself back, and it may take me five minutes, you know. I may be in that moment for five minutes, and that's really the the crazy thing about relationships. It's like you may have somebody who it takes them, you know, two years to get over something, and then you may have somebody it takes five minutes to get over something. So if you come into a, rela- a new relationship, and you used to somebody taking two years to get over something, and you with somebody now that it takes five minutes, you have to readjust yourself. And that's the thing that I've found is that sometimes people are used to people just living in stuff and, and, and harping on stuff, and so they don't really know how to be in a space where you may have a moment, but you're going to come out of it and supporting that. So I think it's really important. But a lot of times, you know, I do, like, shower myself with love after I've been through some type of relationship challenge because I definitely don't want to continue the momentum of that challenge in my life. And so when you get caught up in that in that particular challenge and you're focusing on it, it's going to anchor in your life and it's going to build momentum around that, around the challenge, around the pain. 
And so I definitely don't want to anchor pain in my life. I want to anchor joy and love and life. And so that's what I really focus on. So that that's it for me. So, Michael, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to leave the Love Tribe with tonight? Uh, I say that, you know, it's important to remember that every thought that you think is a, is a building block to your reality. And so much mm-hmm. easier, well, I shouldn't say it's easier, but you have a choice. You can think something good about yourself or you can think something bad about yourself. Um, yeah. What, but what direction are you trying to go? You, or do you want to feel worse or do you want to feel better? And I'm not saying that you, you're, you're actually building your reality. You may not feel 100% like that's where you are, but it's okay to pat yourself on the back and build yourself up and, and, and say, look, you know, we're going to, you know, it's going to be better. Um, because yeah. it's so easy to just wallow in, in the darkness of it. But it's going yeah. to be your choice. It's going to be a choice. Absolutely. Great advice. So thank you so much, Michael, for being with us. We appreciate you, as always, giving us your masculine view. And you had a little balanced view tonight. I think you gave us, you know, a balanced view tonight, which I appreciate so much. Thank you for playing the game with me and and answering questions and playing with the cards. That was really fun. I appreciate you so much and look forward to our next show, um, which I love the uh, suggestion you had about what questions should you ask when you meet somebody, I think we should try to find some questions um, and really think about that and uh, come back and have uh, some fun uh, fun time next on our next show, uh, Love and Relationships Uncensored, which comes every fourth Monday. So thank you so much, love, for being here. Um, I appreciate your input, and we appreciate you. The Love Tribe appreciates you, and we will look forward to seeing you um, on the fourth Monday in October. Thank you. It's been an honor. Yes. Love you. Talk to you soon. Love you too. Bye-bye. All right, Love Tribe. What a beautiful um, experience tonight and really talking about is love a choice? Is it a commitment? Is it about change? I think we talked about all of those things, you know, being able to make a choice, being committed, um, and also Yes, you can grow in relationships. So hopefully you got a lot out of the show tonight. If you want to leave um, your gems or messages, you can um, email us, Michael and myself, at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. So we appreciate you, all of you who called in and clicked in tonight to be inspired and supported in this elevated energy tonight. Um, Get Your Entire Life is here every single Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We always, um, we have a new lineup, and we want you to know that every first Monday we do Momentum Mondays where we talk about inspiration, information for inspiration. And then on um, the second Monday we have our Goddess Garden where we bring a beautiful goddess on to talk about something beautiful and powerful she's doing in the world. And then third Monday we have our Millennial Monday, which we bring um, our millennial um, Kari Amber Shani, and she comes and talks to us about her Melanonomics and the laws. And so last time she gave us the law of being. It was a great show. And then on the fourth Monday, of course, we have myself and Michael. We come on to do self-love and relationships uncensored. So please join us 
every Monday night. Um, next Monday is the fifth Monday, so we won't be here. Uh, we'll be taking a break on the fifth Mondays of the month. We take breaks, so we'll be taking a break, but we'll be back the first Monday of the month with our Momentum Show. So if you'd like to connect with me, you can at my website on MelaniaShani.com or at my university at AUNUniversity.com. For more support around tonight's topic, you can check my website um, and just click the tab. Once you go to MelaniaShani.com, you can click on the Get Your Entire Life tab, and there are uh, two audios there that you can link into um, on the university. One is uh, the Notes to Self 5-Minute Moment, which is the way I love has nothing to do with other people and their actions. And the other one is Love and Relationships, an audio I did from 2016. So if you go to my website, melanishani.com, click on the Get Your Entire Life tab, then you'll be able to um, see those links. You can also sign up for our weekly light letter, the Activation Station, by visiting the Get Your Entire Life page on my website. The Activation Station provides information and tools to support your goals and intentions, inspiration, and encourage you to be who you really are and to love yourself deeper in activation so you can identify and amplify your power in the world. So the website is malanishani.com. That's M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I.com. So it's been my absolute pleasure being here with you all tonight. Um, if you have an a Apple iPhone, you can go to um, your Apple podcast and subscribe to our Get Your Entire Life radio show. Just click on your podcast button um, app and then uh, type Get Your Entire Life into your search, um, your search um, bar, and uh, you'll see my face, Get Your Entire Life, and just subscribe to us so you can get know when all the shows are coming up. Please do rate our show so others can also listen to the show. If you love the show, please give us the amount of stars that you, um, to show that you love the show. And, and the more you show, uh, the more we can grow. So please go there. Those of you who don't have Apple phones, you can always uh, get our show on blogtalkradio.com slash get your entire life. You can always listen to all of our reviews there. So I love you all so much. Thank you, Love Child, for being here, for always being here, for supporting us, for supporting the goddess energy, and also for supporting um, get your, the Get Your Entire Life experience. Remember to love yourself by being yourself. I wish you all goddess love and light tonight. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite songs, and you know what it is, Best Part by Her. Enjoy the, sh- the song, and I will see you all next uh, in two weeks. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Beautiful you are You know that I see
If you love me, won't you? Love me, won't you? If you love me. Won't you... 